Almost 30 with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simfick. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now. What hilariousness happened then? And to ask, is it almost 30? We roll in with the homies. Roll in. Remember Clueless? <laughs> like, roll in with the homies. I love that and she, movie. like, hits her head. She was the coolest. I wanted what to be her. her. Um... It was I Cher. Keep, wait, you guys got Coke here? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, D. It was Cher, D, and... Uh, damn, Maddie would kill me. Alright, we'll think of it. If you think of it, just spit it out. Welcome to Almost 30, guys. It is Lindsay Simsick. Krista Williams. We're super excited because we just did an insane interview. The best. Um, like, truly. Walked away from it. With, like, a boner. <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Boner like, being one of them. Yeah. Um, I was, like, inspired mm-hmm. to... I think I take good care of myself. I was inspired to, like, take better care of myself. So, Krista, tell us who we interviewed. So, we interviewed Daniela Kendi. She is of Color Me Complete, and she is a nutritionist, a holistic health coach. She's just an all-around badass entrepreneur smart, stunningly beautiful woman that basically helps people understand why they do the things they do as it relates to food. And I even see her a little bit as a a life coach. She had just... I I thought a lot. Like she said, well, I'm not technically a life coach, but it's like... You're life coaching me. You are changing lives. You're truly. And especially for on the food and nutrition piece, Lindsay, I mean, you are a fitness instructor. I read a lot about it all the time. You wouldn't believe it, but she dropped so much knowledge on things that I had products I didn't know Mm, about, mm -hmm. topics I didn't know about. Like each thing she was saying, I was like jaw drop at how much she knew and how much was like different or interesting. You know what I tried today? Hmm. The coconut paleo wrap. Oh my God. Was it delicious? (laughs) So fucking good. We'll have to link that. It was life changing. So Daniela talks recipes, she talks products, she just talks everything that she uses to be stunningly beautiful, to be happy, to be healthy. Um, She talks about things like instead of making every day a to-do list, making a to-be list, which is talking about what you want to be that day. And she also has the quote of high involvement, high involvement, low attainment, which we love. Low attachment. Low attachment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm low attainment on I'm low attainment on my life. Um, she just had some honestly some like yeah, she drops knowledge. So this and she's so kind. Oh my god, mm-hmm. she's such a good soul. So we hope you love this interview as much as we did. Um, enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to almost. Welcome back to almost. Yeah, 30. welcome back. Um, we have a really special guest. So this so is my excited. First time meeting Daniela, but. Um, Aren't she blown away? Yeah, like I'm coming from, like she's so beautiful. Aren't you? Doesn't make you puke. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. puke listening to that. Yours. She's literally the she's most beautiful puke this human. Juice all over I just this puked in my room. juice. She's the most beautiful human that's ever lived. Um, We're so I met. Happy she's here. So happy. I met Daniela at an Ethona Active event, a yoga event. 
Um, so it was a bunch of girls doing yoga on the lawn. And then afterwards, we got a little talk from Daniela and we had her energy bites. And it is hard to get LA girls to eat food. And there was girls so eating energy bites. They were just like taking them down. I had like Thank six God. of them. Mm. It was amazing. And I literally was eating. I probably was on my like seventh and I was stuffed in my mouth. And then there was a raffle drawing <laughs> to win something. And I thought in my head, I'm going to win this because I had food in my mouth. And they're like, I won it. And you did. I won yeah. the first thing. And I had an energy bite in my mouth. I remember that. Did you plop it out onto the lawn? I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she is a holistic nutritionist, wellness coach. She has her own business. She has her own YouTube channel. Um, she makes amazing recipes. She has her own just everything she's got it going on. And I interviewed her on 100 Blog. It did so well. Um, and it is just a perfect opportunity for us to talk about stuff we talk about all the time. So health, wellness, diet, nutrition, working out, just like self-care, everything like that. So I'm super excited to have you here and just kind of like start the conversation or continue the conversation that we've been having for the past like 15 minutes and then with my blog. Mm, thank you. You're so welcome. To be here. Introduce yourself. So how do you describe yourself and what you do to people? Sure. So I have my own business, mm-hmm. Color Me Complete. Launched it two years ago, two and a half years now. And I'm a holistic health coach, you know, by certification. It covers nutrition coaching, health, wellness, lifestyle coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I work both one-on-one with people uh, who have Mostly, you know, mostly the one-on-one clients are busy professionals who have not really taken the time to take care of themselves. It's mm-hmm. almost, you know, this is perfect for this podcast because most of my clients are almost 30 or just turned really? 30. Really? And, you know, I have the range. I've worked with high schoolers and CEOs mm-hmm. in their 60s. But for the most part, we get to this age where we're 30-something and we realize I, I want to be able to cook healthy food for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of start respecting my body and not abusing it so much anymore. Um, and so I work with people to, to set those goals, to say, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And, and what's in the way? And a big part of it is the food and learning what your body needs because we're all different. But another big part of it is taking stock of all the other areas of your life and where there's stress and how that stress is manifesting in your life. Um, I. I didn't make this kind of little saying up, but I heard it once and it really stuck, which is, you know, when somebody says, do you have an eating disorder? At times it could be like a career disorder that is manifesting Mm. as an eating disorder, but you have to kind of take two steps back and look at, you know, what's going on in your career or your relationship. So that's the stuff I really love working on with my clients. You know, I, before studying nutrition, I was a psychology major and so... Anything psychology, that's just like, you know, my favorite class in college was relationship psychology. Mm-hmm. And it was like, right. we got talked to The Bachelor and like, it was amazing. I was a cop like, major. Yeah. So like we watched movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I just love that idea of like, there's an emotional cup that we each have every day. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but I just love this analogy that unless we fill it with all those areas of primary food, you know, the, the things in our life that feeds us that's not just what we eat, then, of course, at the end of the day, it's going to be 10 o'clock, and what are you going to eat? Yeah, you're going to fill it up with something, so it's going to be wine, it's going to be ice cream, it's going to be whatever, drugs, it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. toxic relationships, unless you're kind of taking two steps back and saying, what do I, what do I actually want, what do I need, how can I give that to myself, and then, you know, see how I feel. So, I mean, I love seeing, like, what you guys are doing because you're, 
you're doing not just the norm you know mm-hmm. you're actually creating something mm-hmm. that you believe in you know I, I know we just met Lindsay but yeah. it's just so cool to see that mm-hmm. it's so interesting like you said like going from abusing your bodies to taking care of your bodies mm-hmm. and it just it describes this transition mm-hmm. from like our early 20s to our late yeah. 20s to our 30s and it, I don't even know when it happened uh-huh. I think for me it happened when I moved out here yeah we talk about that just like more sunshine right more mm-hmm. there's more water like I just feel more deeply connected uh-huh. to like my environment and for some reason that holds me like accountable in some way. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, in my head that makes sense. But yeah, it's just so interesting the transition yeah. and when it happens for some people and why it happens later for others. And right. Um, right. so how do you use the psychology background mm-hmm. to like if you have a client coming to you sure. and they are a they work from seven to seven and mm-hmm they're a workhorse and they find themselves eating at odd times and eating bad food and possibly maybe taking Adderall some days or, right. you know, letting loose. Or most days. Or most yeah. days. And, yeah. You know, what is like your initial, like, how do you, how do you approach mm-hmm. the case? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think the, the first, yeah. To break through. Right. it's hard. Like, how can you be like, well, right. I kind right. of see everything you're doing yeah. wrong, but let's not scare you away. Yeah. 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 Well, the biggest change happens when I do less talking and less, you know, instruction giving, at least early on. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have a client like that, which describes probably eight out of ten of my clients, <laughs> the first, you know, the first session is really about allowing yourself to think about what you would want, what you ideally would feel like. Like so many times when we're in that like ongoing like, chronic stress situation, whether it's in our job or relationship. We stop, um, we stop kind of giving ourselves permission to dream about what we want mm-hmm. and to actually be happy. And I've had, it's so sad to me because I've worked with so many people who they're like, well, this is just how I'm going to be. Like, I'm just going to have digestive yep. issues forever. Like, it's just separate. You know, it has nothing to do with my job. I just have, you know, I yes, or I have these issues. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, I've just settled for the fact that, you know, I don't eat breakfast. I'm not a breakfast eater. I'm not, you know, people kind of create these rules and sell themselves short. And it's like, well, if you could feel anything, how would you feel? And, you know, usually the answer is I would actually love to be at a weight where I feel really confident in my clothing. Or And, and then I go from there to say, well, why? Like, what would that actually give you? Because usually people think it's always the first thing is I want to lose weight or I want more energy. Because that's a very common goal for a lot of people. But it's really about digging, like, two or three layers under that. I mean, like, well, what will being 10 pounds lighter, because that's what maybe you perceive you need at this point, what will that give you? And then they realize that really maybe it's less about being 10 pounds lighter and more about, like, getting their husband to love them more. And they Mm -hmm. think that if they're 10 pounds lighter, that will have that impact. And so peeling back those layers so that before we do anything, nutritionally speaking, they really um, are aligned with what their intention is. They can really set goals that, you know, that mean something to them. Because when we just set this goal of like, I want to lose weight, like that's such a superficial goal for for most of us. You know, it's not going to really motivate us. It's going to push us and maybe come from a place of fear, but it's not going to be like really internalized. And so it's like, well, why? Why does it matter? And why really do you want to lose weight or do you want to look or feel a certain way like who cares about the number on the scale you know and when people stop and think about that it's like okay yeah I just I want to be able to be more active play with my kids if they have kids or just really like 
be in my body and love how I feel in my body. And that's the place you start, you know? And so that's where the psychology of saying like, what's, you know, what's two layers underneath that initial desire. Yeah. Um, and then let's work from there. And then saying, okay, so if you decide that you deserve to feel great, because that's first step, you know, really like being clear on your desire, then what are you willing to change in your life? Because if somebody's not willing to make any changes, mm-hmm. I won't work with that person because I'm not, you know, yeah. ask yeah. what do you do? Great. I, I tell them I'm always here as a resource, but I don't want to waste their time if they don't, you know, really want to make any changes or, you know, try things out. So it's like step one, the only rule I have with working with somebody is to have an open mind and maybe challenge things that you didn't think you liked or just, you know, routines that you have, being able to, you know, make certain sacrifices that feel like sacrifices at first, but once you see the alternative of how good you feel, you don't feel like it's much of a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Once you, you know? start seeing the results and mm-hmm. feeling that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like fuel enough, I think, mm-hmm. to move forward to like the right. next level. Right. But it's hard if you don't see it. It's, I mean, people just... I think that's, like, my journey was, like, starting with, like, one little action, truly. Like, starting Mm -hmm. with, like, going vegetarian or then meditation. And then, like, once meditation came in, it kind of was, like, not drinking as much, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it was, like... I got off birth control. It was just, like, little things. and it was like domino effect. Yeah, it was, like, a total domino effect. Yeah. Um... Oh, I literally was like about to fall over in my chair because I was nodding so hard. I was like, yeah, she is like my best friend. Just like I can't, I, like I just can't stress enough the point of like the creating rules selling themselves short. Like I think that is like everything. Yeah. Like when people say the, these things as definite, like I'm not a morning person so I right. can't work out. Right. Is an excuse. Yeah. Or it's selling yourself short. You know what I mean? I understand that people are all different and that we all have to, like, take into consideration ourselves. But, like, you have to be able to give to, like, make a change. Right. You know what I mean? And I just, like, I love that. I think there's um there's a book I have, and I'm going to link it. Mm-hmm. It's by Danielle something. Danielle Laporte. Yes. I wanted to talk about her. Yeah, okay. I love her. Amazing. Yeah. And that reminds me, what you're speaking of yeah. with peeling back reminds me so yeah. much of her book on New Year's resolutions. Yep. So in her book of New Year's resolutions, it talks about why would you make a New Year's resolution? So it talks about breaking down and going backwards to the New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. like you said. So if you have the New Year's resolution to run a marathon, why do you have that? Right. What is the marathon giving you that you want to feel? Do you want to feel more free? Do you yes. want to feel accomplished? Yeah. Do you want to feel like you achieved something? So right. are there alter- alternative ways to get to that feeling instead of doing a marathon? Right. You know what I mean? Or like, is there a quicker way to get to feeling accomplished right. rather than doing that? Yeah. You know, so like I think people make resolutions oftentimes and we'll go back to food, of course, but thinking that they should be doing something like I've even said I want to run a marathon and I don't really even know why, you know, so it's like, why do you want to make the resolutions that you have? And you really could just say, like, I want to feel better in my clothes or like I want to fit in all the clothes that I have instead of saying like a restrictive thing, like I want to lose 15 pounds. Right. You know what I mean? Which is kind of like it's almost like you're like a robot. Like I sometimes feel like I'm a robot in that mode Uh of being like, I want to lose 11 pounds. You know, I want to lose 15 pounds. It's like, okay, like. And you usually, know? yeah, and I, I don't even love using that. I actually hate using that word, lose. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you only want to lose, so, like, when you lose something, you usually want to find it again. And that's mm-hmm. why, like, diets and you're losing weight, you're probably going to gain it. So mm-hmm. when somebody really does have weight that they feel like is carrying, you know, bogging them down, we only talk about the idea of releasing excess weight. So, like, mm-hmm. releasing, usually in releasing weight, it's releasing a lot of emotional baggage, releasing, it's not just physical weight, it's mm-hmm. releasing 
whatever you're holding on to that could be in the form of, you know, extra weight, but it could be in the form of emotion, career, you know, it's all, mm. yeah, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. That Danielle Laporte thing, I mean, that desire map, yes. in her book, I loved that, yeah. you know, and I read that, and that's yeah. so applicable to what you do. Yeah, it was such a big shift for me. That's like my whole thing of just shifting, like living inside out versus yeah. outside in. Like, start with what you want. And that concept, Mm -hmm. to read that at the age of 26 and, like, never have thought of that my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, what? How do we get 26 years in and not think about what we want and let that shape what we do? I know. It's, like, so basic. I feel like I have, like, conversations with people that I'm close to and I'm, like, if I'll hear them complain about something, like, Mm -hmm. a relationship or something. And it's, like, well, what, what would your dream be? Yeah. Like, I had a conversation with someone very close to who was com- talking about a relationship that they're unhappy and I was like well what would your dream be like what would your dream if you could have anything you want in a relationship what would that be and they're like I don't know like it's like well that's where you would start because you don't right. know so you're getting this thing that you don't know about you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah totally could talk about that forever <laughs> literally could literally go off that forever um I want so I want to talk about like if we're the idea of stress. So a lot of these things are related to stress when mm-hmm. you're the holding on to things, the baggage, the kind of emotional issues and like stress and how that affects, like, do you think it's, it affects your body and you hold on to feelings and emotions or that is it that stress causes you to overeat? Like, what do you, how do you think that affects our bodies and our diet? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that I think we don't think about enough mm-hmm. is that stress and that idea of like you know when we think about mental issues mental health issues Mm. mood disorders we think about our brain but most of that like most of our our serotonin our feel-good hormones all of that is created in our gut Mm. and so like when we're nervous about something what's the first thing like where do you feel it first Mm. it's in your stomach yeah yeah like always you know your digestion is off i mean yeah i remember my poop yeah Yeah. or the opposite opposite. (laughs) (laughs) shit everywhere (laughs) yeah i mean i remember my first job out here like so stressed every morning it was like disaster (laughs) yeah and so yeah because like stress really is so intrinsically linked to our gut health and, you know, what's going on. I mean, there's a lot of recent studies. I think it's only going to get cooler to see what comes out on Mm -hmm. that. Like, have you guys heard about the the human microbiome? Mm -hmm. So the idea of, like, our gut flora, the good bacteria, the bad bacteria, and, like, taking care of that and how that is so connected to mood disorders, Mm -hmm. like depression and anxiety. Um, And and um, what you crave, too. A lot of times, like... You crave, that's why you crave things that you eat all the time because your gut floor is, like, used to that. Right. So it doesn't, like, replenish itself every three days or something like that or every week. Yeah. I don't know the exact There's, like, a cycle time. to it. Cycle, so it's, yeah. like, you can break cravings that you have because mm-hmm. your micro gut flora could replenish or yeah. change. Yeah. Well, there's all of this. I mean, we are more bacteria than we are human, like, mm-hmm. from a cell count. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, we have bacteria all over us. You just can't see it. It's really sexy pop. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like, if you have an overgrowth of, you know, the the yeast overgrowth, Mm -hmm. again, a great thing to talk about. But just to understand that, yeah, totally. Like, when you have that systemically occurring in your body, you're going to continue to crave it. You know, yeast, everything... Everything disease-wise, like lives on on sugar, on on bacterial mm-hmm. imbalance, and so yeah, you'll you'll crave sugar until you kind of starve off that yeast. You could say, you know, mm-hmm. like bring that balance back. Like I think fixing your biochemistry in that way, like mm-hmm. really looking at 
imbalances in your body is the way to go with like dealing with cravings not I it makes me so sad I think we talked about this in your blog when people say I just don't have the willpower and I need to just get stronger about resisting cravings and I really like to throw that on its head and say like no your cravings are amazing actually like you should really respect your cravings you should honor them and let's understand why you're craving that in the first place and there are no rules because we're human and our body is wired to get what it needs and so if you're blood sugar is crashed because you haven't eaten all day or, you know, whatever it is, you're dehydrated, you're, you are wired to crave the first carb you see. No matter how much willpower you have, eventually you'll craft because that's our survival mechanism. So like, that's a very freeing thought for, for myself, for everybody I work with to be like, don't be so hard on yourself. Stop fighting yourself because your cravings are actually here to help you. Yeah, the deprivation like, yeah. literally will make you crazy. Oh, yeah. And there will be, like you said, a breaking point uh-huh. and an order at 2 a.m. and to yeah. satisfy every need. Yeah. Yeah. Or just so your energy saying, will crash. So yeah. you're saying, like, in the moment, if you are craving a certain thing, do it mm-hmm. in moderation? Or is it more like yeah. mm, monitoring? Mm-hmm. So, well, first, I'll, I'll have everyone keep a food journal, which mm-hmm. I think is an amazing thing just to do mm-hmm. at any point. Yeah, just for a little while. I, I have clients do it for at least a week and, and write down when you're craving something, mm-hmm. you know, what your day looked like to that point like become an investigator like as I always say like, be a compassionate investigator so you want to be nice mm-hmm. to yourself but you want to kind of start looking at okay if I'm craving you know it's 3 p.m and I'm really craving carbs like what did I eat for lunch what did I eat for breakfast how was my sleep last night and how hydrated am I mm-hmm. and I usually tell people start with t- like 12 or 16 ounces of water and then in 10 minutes you know see how you're feeling like that's a really basic one Mm -hmm. and let's upgrade the reward and so your body your brain is saying uh pumpkin spice latte Mm -hmm. your body is saying energy and so Mm -hmm. kind of like negotiating the two Mm -hmm. and saying well okay i need energy and my brain is used to this reward but if i have like a mighty bite like Mm -hmm. you know an energy bite something that has dates or Mm -hmm. even honey or syrup you know sugar still but Sugar that also has fiber, if you're going to have the dates, mm-hmm. or potassium, you know, other benefits. Have that that date, that banana, that, you know, anything sweet that's natural and pair it with what your body also needs, which is some healthy fat in that moment. Like pair the carb with the fat and then all of a sudden you'll have that and like 20 minutes later you're going to feel so different than if you had your traditional reward of your mm-hmm. latte or whatever it was. So you're kind of like outsmarting yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're working on rewiring your brain and, and what it craves, and then your cravings have to change because it, it doesn't work if you just try and change the willpower. Right. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, your body's like, I need something, mm-hmm. you know? So give it give it something, um, but give it something that's going to make it actually happy Yeah. and not crash again. <laughs> what other effects does dehydration have? So you're saying, mm-hmm. obviously, it could kind of trick your body mind into mm-hmm. thinking you're super mm-hmm. hungry. Yeah. Um, I battle with dehydration like severely because really? I'm sweating so much, sweating yeah. so much. So I can't keep up and I'm also just yeah. not very diligent about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be, I say I want to be, and it's I say it all though. the time and it's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, so one, what other effects does it have? And two, how do you help your clients, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, become more hydrated, more aware and yeah. have, like love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I yeah. know people are like, I hate water. Right. I water. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're, yeah, 
for better or worse, our bodies are really adaptable. And so we adapt to whatever condition we give it. So if we never drink water, our bodies will learn not to want water. Mm, like yes. if you don't eat breakfast, you'll, you won't want breakfast. Mm-hmm. So you really do. And that you, 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 yeah, you adapt to a breaking point and then, you know, something bad happens and you have to change it. Mm. And so, yeah, have you ever noticed, like, if you eat a certain breakfast every day at a certain time and then the next day, you know, day five, you don't have anything, you're, you're like, oh, my God, I need that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're creatures of habit in that way. Um, so, yeah, dehydration, I mean, cravings for sure is a huge one. Skin, I notice mm. huge difference. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. And, like, for you, with, with sweating so much, I think... Um, adding like electrolytes. I don't know. There's this okay. one product, Ultima Replenisher. Okay. Have you heard of that one? That's no, a great one. Um, they basically give you all the benefits of what you know something like Gatorade and those classic sports but drinks are doing, but without any sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, water can only satisfy to a certain point. If you're sweating that much, you're losing minerals. You're mm-hmm. losing electrolytes. So adding that into your water. Okay. I have people do that. And I have people, again, like outsmarting yourself, add things to your water so it tastes more appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally do not leave the house without a water bottle. I mean, I like yeah. I can't go anywhere without yeah. one. Because and then it becomes a habit. And like yeah. sleeping at night, I have a water bottle by my bed. Yep. I have anxiety mm-hmm. if I don't. Exactly. Same here. Yeah. But I didn't always used to be like that. Yeah. So it's like just creating that mm-hmm. new habit where... Yeah, and putting, like, I notice if I put lemon in my water or any kind of fresh fruit or, like, mm. rosemary or mint, you know, just get creative. And then it's really satisfying. You really mm-hmm. want to drink more. Or I love tea. And so that's still water, herbal yeah. tea. You know, mm. caffeine is going to act as a diuretic and dehydrate. But if you have just mm. herbal tea all the day, I mean, that's great. Like yeah. You don't have to get all your water just from plain water, mm-hmm. you know. if you know this, but one out of eight couples struggle with infertility. It's kind of staggering. Most people don't know and or aren't ready to talk about it. And the thing is, we really need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our future. Sometimes we can be so lost in the shame of it all that we forget to really take action and figure out our best options. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. I've been having fertility conversations with a lot of you in my DM, so I'm excited to talk about Modern Fertility. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home, major, major, with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get personalized results within six business days, okay? And you'll get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. Results really go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Just to give you a sense traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600. But Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30, you can get $30 off your test. Plus you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA, HSA. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make that decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. This is limited time. So take advantage now. That means your test will cost $149, which is really, really great. 
Hormone testing at a fertility clinic, again, can cost three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. That's modernfertility.com slash almost 30. On the skin piece, so we talk mm-hmm. about water with skin and how important that is. And I know for me, like that yeah. is like game changer. Yeah. This light is not really good <laughs> skin. No, no, you guys are both uh-huh. yeah. creatures I from wish the I night. I did a, a sweating <laughs> class tonight. Oh my gosh, Barb. Um, and I want to talk about, so I know you have a skin program and you like skin is something you're passionate yeah. about. So I'd love to talk about your experience getting to amazing, mm. beautiful, perfect skin you have now and like what you did <laughs> to achieve that. Yeah. And how diet relates to it. You know when it's something that you've struggled with to hear somebody say that oh my to gosh. me, I'm still like, shut shut up. You know, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Like, I was in yoga the other day and this girl was like, you're really flexible. I was like, She's with me. Yeah, you're like waiting for Ashton Kutcher to pat, like, yeah. pop out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's that I'd say of every topic within health, mm-hmm. that was probably the number one trigger that got me really interested in, excuse me, in nutrition because mm-hmm. just acne in general from probably seventh or eighth grade is when I started, you know, like many of us struggling mm-hmm. with it. And it was, it was embarrassing. It was, you know, hormone-related, not hormone-related, diet-related. I remember in high school, in, like, 10th grade, I had to totally stop eating chocolate, which was my favorite thing. Like, ninth mm-hmm. grade was, like, a Twix bar and a bagel every day. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Can you even? And cream cheese and maybe yep. fries. And fries. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, I, my, mom would, my mom would pack us really great lunches, yeah. and I would throw them away and ask friends for money to buy these terrible. things. Terrible. Totally. Um, I had so, three chocolate yeah. milks at lunch every day. Oh, yeah. Why three? That's awesome. I literally have <laughs> 600 Did you calories of fucking like, chocolate milk. Yeah, I would be like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Yeah. No, just yeah, regular, so, like, EDF. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was breakouts from that all the time. And wow. I remember going to the dermatologist and being told that, you know, it's nothing to do with diet and, you know, just take this. Here's that. a topical cream or, you know, you can consider oral antibiotics or this or birth control and like basically band-aid after band-aid after band-aid and then finally realizing that our skin is our largest organ anything that's going on inside is going to show up on your skin and so I started you know kind of shifting my idea of like let me let me start testing what I can eat that will maybe have an impact on my skin and I know for certain now this is like five years later that when I have sugar, I'm probably going to break out mm. um, if I have too much of it. You know, I've always had a sweet tooth growing up, mm. but it's shifted, you know, with my cravings that have shifted. Mm. But um, just understanding that the food that we eat has not just a little impact, but is like determines everything with our skin. Mm. I mean, you know, like the people you see who are just like own juice bars or have mm-hmm. this very natural life, they're glowing. Mm-hmm. And so... It really is everything. Um, I got really into the idea of balancing hormones through food, mm. and there's a lot you can do. I don't know. Are you, either of you familiar with seed cycling? No. So everything. it's like my obsession. Yeah. <laughs> so everything. I saw this started a few years back when I saw a naturopathic doctor, and basically different seeds, and that's where the Mighty Bites mm-hmm. that I made at that event came out of. Mm-hmm. So different seeds can have different impact on our hormones. So this mm-hmm. goes back to like Chinese medicine and um, very you know, natural approach yeah. to diet. But uh, the in a nutshell, 
you rotate seeds throughout the month. And so the first half of the month, this is for women, and actually it's great for men too, mm-hmm. um, but the first half of the month, you focus on having flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. Mm-hmm. And so that's our, without getting to like biology class, that's please, our, please yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's our follicular phase, which is our first half of our menstrual cycle. Yeah. So you have flax and pumpkin because they're both really helpful. Flax has these fibers in them called, uh, in the seeds called lignans. Mm-hmm. And essentially they bind to excess estrogen in our bloodstream and pull and help, you know, pull that estrogen out. So when we eat non-organic meat, uh, when we have any kind of, you know, medication, birth control, all of this can change, you know, basically give us these um, phytoestrogens, which are like, you know, a two, an overload of estrogen in our system. Mm. That connects to PMS, to hormonal breakouts, mm. to just mood, general mood problems and feeling really bloated. All of that is connected to our hormones changing throughout the month. Um, so those two seeds... You know, pumpkin seeds give you a lot of zinc, also really good for your skin. So those help for the first half of your cycle. Then around, you know, around ovulation, around that halfway point, I try and switch it. And I just do this in my smoothie every day, a tablespoon Mm. of each seed. I switch it to sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So both of those are really great for progesterone. And that's the hormone that needs to dominate in your second half, which is your luteal phase. Mm. So, and both of those continue to help with estrogen imbalance um they basically encourage our body to uh they have something called gla which is gamma linolenic i can never say that one yeah. acid yeah it's like you write these things all day and then you try and say it yeah and those help inhibit the production of prostaglandins which is exactly what causes really bad cramps so I still will get cramps, but it used to be so much worse. Mm. Um, so when I cut out dairy, it had a big yeah. impact mm. on skin. I know you hear that one a lot. Um, yeah, dairy, sugar, gluten for yeah. some people is a really big trigger because it just causes a lot of inflammation in the body. So just anything, and we were talking about this before, anything yeah. anti-inflammatory is going to help your skin. I mean, think about when you get a zit, it's inflamed, right? Mm. And so that's a naive way of kind of looking at it, but it's really helpful. So yeah, all of the seeds are great. Um, Just any kind of food that's going to help your liver. So Mm. your liver is your largest detox organ. It constantly is detoxifying. You know, when people go on detoxes, I think it's great, but you also want to keep in mind your body is always detoxing. Mm. It's just good to help it out. Mm -hmm. So like dandelion root and milk thistle Mm. or both herbs that are, you've maybe heard of those Mm -hmm. and really good for your liver. I actually started taking a liver supplement only a few months ago, mm. and I've seen a huge change. Really? So, yeah. I took milk thistle for a little bit, and it fucking hurt. Really? Like, it, like, caused me pain in my oh, liver. Oh, interesting. Because it's, like, also, too, like, people take it who are drug addicts. Really? To, like, get, like, things processed through their yeah, system yeah, yeah. much more quickly. Right, that's true. Maybe it was too high like concentration, and yeah. I don't need it, but it literally hurt. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, but that's, like, me just, like, thinking I'm, like, Clear skin. I'll take anything. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't need to take that. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I think, like, it's easy to, to read about articles. Yeah and, yeah. and kind of think, I need to try what works for everyone else. Like, yep. at the end of the day, some things work for some people and other things mm-hmm. work for other people. And so, no, there's nothing that's the perfect solution for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, there really isn't. So, I think it's like you can try something and then 
you have to listen to how your body's reacting. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you paid attention enough to know that your mm-hmm. liver hurt. Like how many people would even notice? Yeah. You know, like yeah, you're too just think like my stomach hurts. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, like, whoa. Yeah. Are there any supplements that you take? Like what are your thoughts on supplements? Yeah. And, like supplementing minerals and vitamins. Sure, sure. I mean, I think primarily trying to get as many vitamins from your food. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, having living food, like a green juice every day or a green smoothie, um, you know, getting like a full rainbow of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was part of my business name, Color Me Complete, like really eating the rainbow. Um, yeah, but beyond that, you know, unfortunately, the like integrity of our soil now isn't what it used to be. Mm. Um, and so it's hard to get all of our vitamins from our food, mm. um, especially, you know, the biggest thing, kind of going back to what we were talking about before with your gut health is mm-hmm. probiotic for me. Mm-hmm. So I take a daily probiotic. I pretty much will recommend that to every client. What I kind of brand with. do you use? Um, I love, actually it's a brand that's right here in Santa Monica, New Metabolism okay. is this company and they make everything in California. I really trust the brand because with supplements it can do way more harm than good okay. if you are getting low quality stuff. Totally. You know, you look at a lot of supplements and just the list of additives is like, you don't, there's no business that, you know, vegetable oils and, and yeah. gelatin, like all these things don't need to be added to your right. supplements. So, so, yeah. So vegetable oils and gelatin shouldn't be in there. Is there anything else? Um, I'm trying to think just a lot of, like a lot of supplements will have corn syrup added. Yeah. We'll have, you know, Why? red five and yellow yeah. this and, you know, all the coloring, you know, yeah. stuff that you would never really want to seek out I and mean, you're taking this as a supplement not a dessert like yeah. you want to that's keep like Advil is candy coated mm-hmm. yeah fucking weird exactly so yeah. if you just swallow it you would be yeah. right yeah. it I did suck on it last yes you suck on it because it tastes good yeah, right, right exactly I was like I knew <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Gosh, it probably helps us crave it. There's right, like sugar exactly. Response in our brain associated Can you with it. like that's like surprised. ODs because of that? You know, like mm. children. Yeah, that's like a complete hazard for children. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Okay. So probiotic. New metabolism. Um, new metabolism. Like yeah, they're they're great. And Derek Johnson, the founder, he's mm-hmm. um, he's awesome, and he's like the specialist in all the lab work and blood, you know, testing. And so I will actually refer a lot of clients to them and we'll work together. So it's fun. Yeah. Because I don't do that side of it as much. Yeah. And lab work and blood testing, does that mean like testing your blood and like your hormones? Yeah. So full, yeah. Like a full panel of blood work to look at what's going on hormonally. Um, I think it's great for people to do, you know, as glamorous as it is, again, stool testing to see, you know, what's going on with their digestion. Like kind of start with the approach of let's look at what you're eating and then go from there, you know, one step at a time. Um, digestive enzymes are really helpful. Um, basically, a lot of us lack certain enzymes to break down certain groups of food. So mm-hmm. taking an enzyme for clients who are really struggling with digestion, mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of a Band-Aid, but it's also super helpful and not harmful at all for your body, mm-hmm. you know, to have that, to give your body the, di- the enzymes it needs. Like, I'll always travel with those um, mm-hmm. anytime I'm eating nice. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a little, like a little, uh, I don't know, support structure sure. for yourself. Do you yeah. have most of your clients like take allergy tests or mm-hmm. food sensitivity tests or do you just kind of do process of elimination from the get-go? Yeah, we, I do mostly the elimination, you know, at home observation and actually doing a really, you know, well done elimination diet at home where you take certain things out and pay attention and journal 
that can be more effective than blood work. Wow. So blood, allergy testing with blood work can be really tricky. You know, it's not always accurate. There can be a lot of false positives. And so you can find out a lot at home. Um, but I'll always ask clients, you know, when was their last physical? And I will definitely recommend blood work to be done. You know, you want to rule out major things. But a lot of people I work with have already had a huge spectrum of physical, you know, testing, right. blood work, all that. Mm. And they're still not feeling great. And that's where it's like, okay, what else is going on? Mm. Um, and let's just, you know, take out the obvious offenders that will probably be a problem for a little while and then see how you feel. Mm -hmm. um, that's better proof than anything. Like if they take out gluten for 14 days and feel amazing. I have a client, I mean, it's so cool to see when people mm -hmm. discover like food allergies they had no idea they had. Like I had a client do no dairy for 10 days and then she put a splash of skin milk in her coffee and like had huge stomach issues. Really? I mean, like instantly. Yeah, she had no idea. Dairy does yeah. yeah. Same thing with a client who took out gluten and then she had a piece of whole wheat bread at lunch at a work lunch and she had to go home and take a two hour nap and like mm. take the rest of the day off. Really? Like she just, yeah, our bodies, you know, are good at like putting up a fight until mm. they're not. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. I've been realizing that with fake sugars. Isn't mm. that weird? Like whenever I have fake sugars, I'll get a literally like a crash, like right yeah. after where I'm exhausted. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So I'm trying to like cut that out. Yeah. It's good that you're paying attention. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm like sleeping on the keyboard. When it comes so. to fake sugars, I mean, are you... Yeah. What are your thoughts on those? Like obviously Splenda bad, but in terms of like Stevia, mm -hmm. are there certain Stevia brands that like are not good? I like, um, I, I definitely turn to stevia a lot, you know, to replace sugars because mm -hmm. it's a sugar alcohol. It's all natural. It's not, it doesn't affect our blood sugar like agave, which is mm -hmm. just a huge marketing yeah. <laughs> campaign to yeah. make it look like a health food. I mean, I used to like put it in everything. I would like mm -hmm. load up on agave when it first came out, like yeah, before totally. I studied nutrition, really realized like, okay, my body's breaking this down the same way as it breaks down corn syrup. Like really? I need to chill out. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, stevia is great for that. Okay. I like just getting the liquid stevia in the okay. glass bottle because okay. the packets, you know, in a pinch, if you're at a coffee place and they have that and you mm -hmm. want something sweet, that's fine. But um, they're just more heavily processed. So when you can use pure stevia, I mean, I've literally just thrown it in my purse and taken it on trips like the glass droppers. Um, okay. Sweet Leaf, I know is one brand I've used. As long as it's a pure, ideally organic, 100% stevia leaf um, extract, you should be good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, the artificial, Splenda, Sweet and Low, Isn't all it of crazy those. how, I mean, I cannot believe that Starbucks is still, I know Starbucks is like mm -hmm. mainstream mm -hmm. chain, but just certain brands or chains are still putting out Splenda. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Most places. just... Oh, and too, like Starbucks, also their coconut milk. Have you like read the ingredients? Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's like radioactive. I cannot. It's literally fucking radioactive. I just, it bothers me when big companies and organizations take advantage of people's will to want to eat better. Oh. And literally fuck them. So yeah, it's like yeah. someone's like, I would love to eat a little better. I'm going to go with coconut milk instead yeah. of milk. And then Absolutely. Starbucks is like, yeah, fuck you. Because we're going right. to make this like out of like gasoline yeah and put white coloring in it mm -hmm. right you know that's like the most annoying part uh -huh. of like uh -huh. all of that remember I, um yeah. oh, those chips made with olestra do you remember that they were like <laughs> no. they were chips made with olestra and they were fat olestra oh they it was like a new thing they were fat-free potato chips 
made with Alestra, uh-huh. and they were, like, fat-free, very low-calorie. It was, like, a huge thing. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like, fat-free, low-calorie yeah. potato chips. And they made everyone shit their pants. Uh, so, they had no. to, so they had to recall them because oh, everyone was, like, literally shitting their familiar. pants. No. Oh it was, God. like, a huge thing, I remember. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember looking. I mean, not remember. This was, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh, looking at the matcha latte at mm-hmm. coffee. And I think in the small, there was 50 grams of sugar. Mm. A small, like, yeah. added sugar. And people think, okay, I'm going to get matcha. This is really healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's a bummer. And thankfully, some brands are doing a better job of posting ingredients, making it more visible. Mm. Um, but it's it's challenging, you know. It's, mm-hmm. like, really the best thing I tell everybody I work with you can do is just start learning how to read ingredients, mm-hmm. you know. What would you tell, like, them? Like, how should we read ingredients? Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with it, find out what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. get curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a list of more than, you know, in an ideal world, we eat every food has less than five ingredients. What? But that's not always realistic. Yeah. So it's more about recognizing the ingredients, um, seeing where sugar, knowing all the forms of sugar, like mm-hmm. all the names it can have, you know, it's like you see like fruit juice. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the ones that are like the most tricky. Mm. Um, you get a lot of the, you know, brown rice syrup. You're like, oh, brown rice. It's mm. just sugar, another form of sugar. You know, mm. even honey. Like there's some health benefits with honey, but not when it's overwhelmingly, you know, present in a food mm. and it's just going to be a ton of sugar. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll say look at the ingredients. How many are there? Do you recognize them? Are there a laundry list of preservatives, mm-hmm. chemical additives, um, coloring, anything fake, you know, that's really going to be a big red flag? And then track that to the nutrition facts, you know, mm-hmm. and how many people actually know how to, like, read nutrition facts and what it means? They make it pretty hard, you mm-hmm. know, and thankfully the for the first time ever, I don't know if you guys heard, starting in 2018, uh, added sugars will be a separate category mm-hmm. on nutrition labels. Cool. Because right now... It just says sugar. So, for example, like in this green juice, we see 11 grams of sugar. We know that this is just from the fruit. So it's not as bad as, you know, if it were 11 grams Mm -hmm. of, like, cane syrup that was, you know, poured in there. Um, So, yeah, if something has more than 10 grams of sugar in it, think twice Mm -hmm. before eating it. That's, like, a really good general rule of thumb. And you can, a nice little trick, if you look at a nutrition label, you'll see total carbohydrates on one line, mm-hmm. and you'll see a percentage of daily value next to it. Yeah. And then you'll see dietary fiber underneath it yeah. and a percentage there. So the percentage of dietary fiber of your daily value should be higher than the percentage of your total carbs. As in, like, let's say it's a nutrition, like, snack bar, yeah. protein bar. Right. If the fiber is higher, that means that, a lot of those carbs are coming, you know, are accompanied by fiber. So mm-hmm. it could be like apple that's high carb, but there's so much fiber mm-hmm. in an apple. And so that's going to slow down your, you know, spike from the food. Your blood sugar mm-hmm. won't sp- spike as high. Okay. So you, you want to have fiber. You want to have protein. You want to get your greens. You know, mm-hmm. probably just try and keep things as simple as you can mm-hmm. um, is the best thing, advice I give people. You know, that's perfect. Yeah. So you're on the Atkins diet. (laughs) (laughs) Bacon all day. I actually eat bacon wrapped in uh, a burger. Are you mostly like vegetarian, vegan, or I know I read, Uh was it 75%? 
About, yeah. 74.6%. Close. (laughs) I've learned that my body and all of our bodies are not the same at all times. And so we, I mean, look at women, for example. Like, the Mm -hmm. fact that we go through this crazy hormonal cycle every month, yet we try and, like, be the same all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just totally unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up vegetarian. I have an uncle who's... Vegan and the founder of this amazing environmental organization. And what's it called? Um, it's called Healthy Planet. Cool. So he's he's amazing. He's been vegan for like thirty something years. Wow. Um, and because of that, you know, that was a huge impact on our family. You know, we learned everything from him. So I owe a lot of what I do now to that upbringing. Um, we still ate fish in my house growing up, but. My mom was like juicing beets and greens as a kid and like ordering from a health co-op. Truckloads would come and all of that. But since then, um, I would say I'm still primarily plant-based as in, yeah, the 75% thing. I try and use that number to say when you have a plate, three quarters of your plate should ideally be plants. And then that last 25% depends on how you're feeling. I feel my best when I do have some animal protein. Um, I think it's really important to do organic, to do grass-fed, you know, factory farming is a huge no-no, and there's issues for our bodies, for the environment, so I will always try and, you know, get the smaller farm organic locally raised Mm -hmm. product. I know often that means spending more on it, but it's one of those areas that I'm willing to do that, you know, otherwise I would rather not have it, you know, than have, like, really cheap meat. Um, But yeah, like, I've been, I've just been so into experimenting and like some weeks I really don't like even can't even stand the sight of an egg and then other days I'm like I want three eggs for breakfast and I think it's cool that our bodies are just into whatever feels right at that moment and um for me when I eat enough protein and I can get that most efficiently from animal proteins I feel like I can take on the world you know I feel like stable I feel focused and um but you can get that from a vegan diet too. You just kind of, I think you need to know, you know, get smart, you know, know where you're getting your protein from. Cause I've had too many people that decide to go vegetarian or vegan and then they're getting no protein. They're eating, you know, pasta and cheese if they're vegetarian all day. And, you know, they're just not really thinking about health. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way you go, you can be unhealthy or healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't think one's the right answer, but um, just having more awareness of, of, like categories of nutrients and Mm -hmm. like starting starting your day with fat and protein especially fat I think is so finally we're getting away from the whole low fat craze oh my god right oh my god yeah I used to eat like 100 wheat thins yeah what is a low fat wheat thin Oh you my god, they right? Totally. They add but, like nine grams of sugar because they take the fat away. Oh yeah, like yeah. we'd buy reduced fat peanut it's butter. Weird shit. Nine remember. grams of sugar. Right. Isn't that bizarre? Low fat. Crap. Low fat was weird. I know. Yeah, it's weird. So yeah. weird. Yeah, it's pretty much the reason for the growing obesity and diabetes yeah. and everything. Who was else. behind that? Great question. That's a great oh, question. Yeah. It started in now the eighties with yeah. Now it's fiber. Now is like I think fiber is really hot. Like I think yeah. we're finally getting to like fiber being the most fiber important. Fat. Fiber, yeah, fat, fiber, yeah. fat, protein, and greens. Yeah, you know those four categories. But yeah, the fat. Like try starting your day within. I tell everybody within the first thirty minutes to an hour with like a tablespoon of some kind of fat. Could be an avocado. Could be almond butter. Could be coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Even 
And what that does, like coconut oil, for example, putting it in the whole like bulletproof craze, mm-hmm. um, the idea of using coconut oil in tea or coffee or just having like coconut butter, which is just pureed coconut on, you know, mm-hmm. in the morning first thing, it actually really helps our metabolism for the day. It kind of like resets blood sugar. It tells your body that you're not starving. And so... It kind of keeps it keeps it burning, keeps it going. Mm-hmm. I think um, my body knows. Yeah, <laughs> my body's pretty good at that. <laughs> yep. Like we're good. Yeah, we're good for until Christmas. <laughs> yep. I love that one. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about what else did I want to talk about besides the the coconut oil thing? Threw me off. Oh, I wanted oh, yeah. to, for you both of you, Lindsay too to walk through like a day of like what you guys eat. Cause I know that actually, so my post on you and what you ate in a day as a fitness instructor, as a fit model, working out five times a day sometimes did so well on hundred block. And so for you as like a perfect human, (laughs) second perfect human, like what do you guys eat in a day? Go for it. Uh, Let's see. It it varies. It's not Mm -hmm. obviously the same, but a typical today, I'll look at today for example. So, I will usually work out in the morning. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always about figuring out what to eat before a workout. Mm. I'm sure this is like story of your life. I can't even imagine five hours yeah, what do you eat a day. For five workouts. Yeah, what do you eat basically? Because yeah. <laughs> you're always before a workout. Um, so like this morning, I woke up and I was out of the house within 20, 30 minutes to go take a bar class. And I did a tablespoon of almond butter with some bee pollen mm. on it, um, which is like super weird, but I love it. So panacea. It's similar. So be yeah. Get some yeah, farmers markets around okay. here. Um, it's great because it's a little energy boost because it's rich in B vitamins. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's 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 you great to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. Just have something because I don't enjoy working out on an empty stomach, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the blood sugar crash. Mm-hmm. And you know, have you noticed like if you don't eat enough first thing, you're bound to overeat the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It just never, you never feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after a workout, I'll almost always have a smoothie, a green smoothie for breakfast. Um, if I'm really cold or, you know, we live mm-hmm. in L.A., so that doesn't happen much. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe I'll do oatmeal, but almost every day it's a smoothie. This morning it was, um, I posted a picture of it actually. Mm-hmm. It was a matcha smoothie. So mm-hmm. I, that was the first time I've, I've gotten into matcha lately. I'm not mm-hmm. a big caffeine person, but I'll just do a little bit. So it has very low caffeine and it has L-theanine, which is really good for your mood and like mm-hmm. a focused kind of low burn caffeine rather than what coffee does. Um, so I will do greens. I have a smoothie formula in my in my Real Food mm-hmm. Reset program where I break down like do this much fat, this much protein, this mm-hmm. much greens. I'll always put a plant protein powder in my sh- in my smoothies in the morning. Um, I love like a pea hemp blend of different plants so that you get all your amino acids. Do you have a brand you like? I alternate, bounce around, okay. but I really like Sun Warrior yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I've been using their organic classic plus, mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, Vega is pretty good. Um, Garden of Life. Yeah, yeah, Garden of Life, mm-hmm. Raw Meal. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of good ones. It's kind of like finding what flavor you like. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just get plain hemp protein. Mm-hmm. So hemp and soy are the only two plant sources that have all of your essential amino acids. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of good to keep in mind. Um but yeah, smoothie, about 16-ounce smoothie, and that is filling. I mean, I'm putting nuts yeah. in there. I'm putting seeds. I'm putting, you know, a lot of fat, actually, and it's mm-hmm. great. It's really filling fat, protein, greens. Um, and then for snack, if I want a snack, you know, maybe I'll have 
a piece of fresh fruit, like an apple. Um, I've tried to stay away from, you know, crackers and chips. If I really do want a cracker, I just recently tried Julian's Bakery. It's mm. an awesome brand. They make um, paleo crackers that are like almond meal and mm. coconut flour. Those are great. And they make these paleo wraps that are just made with coconut meat, and that's it. They're really? amazing. They're like little crepes. Sure. Yeah. They're like crepes, and I put yeah. just almond butter and roll them up thin, and like those little like long. Where do you get those? Whole Foods? I order from Thrive Market. Oh, you do? get them at Whole Foods. Yeah. Thrive's the bomb. Thrive. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then lunch is almost always some kind of a salad. I mean, I notice that I feel the best when I keep protein not too heavy at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So maybe like three or four ounces of a protein, um, tuna or salmon, like a canned wild salmon is really easy. That's what I did for lunch today. Mm-hmm. So I just did some kind of cruciferous veggie. So cabbage, I did purple cabbage, like broccoli, cabbage, those are cruciferous, they're the fiber, mm-hmm. they're really high in fiber. Purple cabbage, romaine, lemon, olive oil, and tuna. Um, and I had some seaweed salad. Seaweed's great because it has a lot of minerals um, and calcium, which is important, especially for women. Mm-hmm. So I just threw that together. Um, usually it's like five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> try and keep it really quick at lunch. Sometimes an egg, um, sometimes not. I didn't have one today. I actually had an egg, hard-boiled egg as a snack at like three hours after lunch today. Mm-hmm. So I try and never go more than four hours without eating. Usually it's more like three depends on the day and how active I am. But I know for me, for most of us, if we go more than four, we're going to crash. So I'll have that. And then uh, I had the egg, and and because we were doing this, I just kind of left it at that. And I'll probably have – my husband actually made some butternut squash soup at my request tonight. And he was very frustrated because it was burning. It was – yeah. But roast a butternut squash. You know, you can Uh get the cubes already cleaned. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was his biggest complaint, that he was trying to, like, scrape it out. And it was, like, a total mess. Yeah, like, see you later. (laughs) I got to go. Be back in two hours. Exactly. Good luck with this. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you just do squash, carrot, onion, fresh ginger, and puree it. Mm -hmm. Immersion blenders, the thing that you put Mm -hmm. in the pot, and it blends it. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to, like, transfer and burn yourself. It's just, like, so much better. Um, and he roasted up some chicken, so I'll maybe have a little piece of that. So, yeah, try and do carbs earlier in the day and, and then at night lean into the protein for recovery. Um, if I'm going to have meat, it's probably going to be at night, uh, like more than I would during during lunch because it takes a lot longer to digest. So try and kind of eat you know, the heavier meal at night, but not too close to bed. Mm. So like last night I made the terrible mistake. And I love sharing these things because just because I know what to do doesn't mean I always do it. So last night we um, had like, ended up having a really late dinner. Oh, we watched the debates. And then Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we're starving. So we got Chipotle. And I will say, you know, you can get a Chipotle burrito bowl and do pretty well. 100%. I skipped the rice. I did beans, chicken, veggies, kept it pretty simple. But still, that was at 9 o'clock, and mm. then went to bed at 11, and just, I was up most of the night, like, yeah. stomach, just, when you when you start doing things the right way, and you start, like, you know, not eating before bed, and then you do that, like, forget yeah, it. I have nightmares. Me too. Yeah. Maybe that's what's been yep. giving me nightmares. If you eat too I'm close to bed. too late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have horrible I have nightmares. nightmares. Yeah. 100%. That's yeah, what it good. is, then. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, you know, and then when those things happen, mm-hmm. like with the Chipotle, it's kind of like I need to remind myself what I tell all my clients, which is like get over it. Stop judging yourself Next for day. it. Next day. Yeah. And learn from it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, now I really do know that that affects me. And maybe mm-hmm. next time 
I will have either no meat in it and just veggies or I'll have no beans, you know, like kind of just mm. be your own best investigator and be like, okay, this is cool. I recovered and now we can learn from this. So yeah, that's, I, love that. I guess my day in a nutshell. I love that. Wise. Yeah. You eat very well, but I think for you too, it's like consistency, you know, like it knowing is. it's just like the consistency of it. Yeah. And just so key. And then like letting yourself enjoy indulgences. Mm-hmm. Like we went out of town this weekend for mm-hmm. our anniversary and, we got pizza for dinner. I hadn't had it for a long time, but yeah. I just like was like this is great. We yeah. really enjoy it, yeah. and then get back on track tomorrow. And it's not even get back on track because it's not off track. It's totally. just life, you know. Like it's really about. I, I just see so many people who they like kind of binge on the weekends and then restrict all week, and it's just a cycle. It never ends, and so it's like instead of after a night where maybe you ate something you don't normally eat and you don't feel great, don't limit your calories the next day like increase your nutrients like yeah. shift that you know because mm. the calorie limiting is just going to lead to another binge yeah mm. that's a game changer yeah i and love that nutrients yeah what do you eat in a day Lindsay lou what do i eat in a day um i'll go i'll, I'll go with mine today mm-hmm. i woke up super early mm-hmm. to drive down to newport so i'm today was like on the go yeah like figuring out how that's to hard. eat yeah that's really challenging so I, what I do is I pack um, my bottled water and I make a, my homemade like um, cold pressed coffee. Mm. I do the chameleon. Mm. Oh, I love that. So Red. good. The mocha. It's so good. So I do that with almond milk and just a little stevia. Mm-hmm. So have it with me. Um, I do Siggy's yogurt with um, paleo granola and mm. a dollop. Have you tried nuts though? <sighs> I can eat the whole jar. Are you freaking addicted? It's a problem. It's it's like a fifteen dollar nut butter. It's what I will get every single like so good. Probably once every two weeks. Yeah. So I do like a dollop of that and raspberries, and I just like Mm. mix it all together in a little yeah plastic thing, and I eat Mm. it on the road. It's so dangerous. (laughs) Every time I go on Lindsay's cart, yogurt. (laughs) Yogurt. I'm like like, sorry about the yogurt. I'm like yogurt by your feet every time. Sorry like, about the yogurt. Glad we're sorry. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. It reminds me of my roommate in college who had those dailies contact lenses. Oh they were just everywhere at all times. Flung. Flung. That's me. I have dailies. I always take them like Connie's and and I flick them on Justin. I'm yeah. like, the little plastic pieces. I'm like, stop. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. No, I totally did that all the time. Oh, God. So I had that. Then I taught. I had that probably around six. 30 and then I taught at 8.30. Um, I, right after teaching, I went to Whole Foods and I grabbed um, egg whites because they like serve, are still serving breakfast. So mm-hmm. egg whites, um, some like sauteed vegetables that they had um, and fruit. So I had like watermelon, um, cantaloupe and like a big spoonful of grapes, not spoon, but whatever, uh-huh. thing of grapes. Because um, I love sweet. Like, I am a sweet tooth. Yeah, always. So I'm like, if... And usually, this is the thing. That's why I know I need to hydrate better, too. Like, my hydration makes me want, like, things that, in my mind, mm-hmm. have a lot of water in them. So I love watermelon. I right. love mm. grapes. I love, like, yeah. any fruit that feels... I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. like, satisfying to me in that way. I'm like, well... Vegetables have water too, Linz. You do a good job. Probably eat more vegetables, but um, I for lunch I definitely go into like veggie mode. So yeah. I, today I did um, 
but I have no idea. Oh, I did sweet potato noodles and zucchini noodles mm. and just like sauteed mm. them. Yeah. Um, it takes literally five minutes. Uh-huh. So I do like olive oil, salt, pepper, yeah. little salt, and a lot of pepper. Um, and ate that and literally like clockwork fiber. Just like mm. push. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's I, amazing. Need, yeah. I need to be regular. Or else I get... I all shut down, right? I shut down. I, I, down. I, I, can, like, I get in my head. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Am I stressed? Am I like holding on to something? I get all like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> I feel you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Talk about it's, that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about what your poop should look like. Oh, we'll yeah. Um, and then I taught at 5 o'clock or 5.30. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So I've had between like that sweet potato and nothing in between. So yeah. feeling okay, feeling just like dehydrated yeah. today, you know? Yeah. So some days I do better than others. Like for dinner, I got like a mother earth bowl from Flower Child. So right. it'll be like sweet potatoes, avocado, fa- a little farro. Um, Love farro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like veggies. I forget yeah. what other veggies are in there. Oh, snap peas I got. Um, I keep, like, lots of veggies to the end of the day. I'm, like, mm-hmm. craving them more towards the end yeah. of the day. My fruits are, like, more from the beginning half. Right. Um, and I do love dessert. So if I know that I'm, like, down for dessert. And, right. Like, I kind of allow myself to have it earlier in the day. Meaning, like, yeah. give permission earlier so I don't overeat. Mm-hmm. I'll just have, like, almond milk ice cream. Yeah. Like, a little scoop or um, fruit. Yeah. Like, I'll kind of reintroduce the fruit again, like a frozen grapes or frozen banana with whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, we were talking about skin health. And yeah. I know that's one of your passions. Like, I just wonder with the fruit, like, whether – I do eliminate dairy for the most part. Every right. Every once in a while, I love a little cheese. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't do milk anymore sure. or any of that. But have you found that, like, mm-hmm. sugar and dairy are, like, main culprits in terms of diet? I think so. Skin, yeah. yeah, I think also, like you said, keeping your body regular is so mm-hmm. key um, for skin. Oh. And so, actually, like food combining principles. I don't know if you're familiar with that. The idea of like yeah. when you eat protein. So the one thing I'd say, like eating, and I'm not like picking apart your day. I think you're amazing. You know, <laughs> but no, eating, I need like, it. Eating like melon or another fruit with egg white, for example, like in the same meal. Basically, melon and fruit digests really quickly. Like 20 minutes, our body is like process done. And then protein, like egg whites, takes longer. And so if you think of it um, like you have your eggs first and then you have your fruit or I mean having fruit for dessert, it can actually really kind of slow things down because your body's working on digesting that animal protein or whatever protein you've had Mm -hmm. and the fruit's just kind of sitting on top, like fermenting, you know? And so gas, bloating, a lot of that can be from combining too much in the same meal um so almost like you know like I actually had some fresh strawberries in the house yesterday and I grabbed them to have as a little snack before my workout I just wanted you know some fresh fruit Mm -hmm. it's true the hydration is great Mm -hmm. um but then trying to have that separate from you know eggs might want to try that yeah because it helps digestion just run a little more smoothly um yeah, and, and fruit in general, I mean, you're so active and you're sweating so much that I wouldn't obsess over, like, I need to eat less fruit. I would mm-hmm. focus more on, like, the processed sugar and right. see about keeping that to a minimum. Right. 
Um, I love doing the frozen bananas mm. in a food processor and getting banana ice cream. Mm. Have you ever tried that? Oh yeah. God, so Do you just so take good. the banana and put it in? Yeah, and, and it. eventually it gets like soft serve. Like it really? gets all whipped and I like putting cacao in there, yeah. cinnamon, walnuts, whatever. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's this, there's more and more chocolate. I don't know if you guys are chocolate lovers, mm. but the like chocolate coming out that is lower sugar, you know, really dark mm. chocolate or mm-hmm. there's that monk fruit sweetened one. Yeah, what do you think about monk fruit? Um, I think it's great for everything okay. we know about it so far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's that brand, the monk fruit brand, I don't know, yeah. I think. Yeah, they have a chocolate bar. Um, sometimes the sugar alcohols for some people will cause digestive mm. issues. You have mm-hmm. to pay attention. I can have a little bit and be fine. Um, I like to just keep a bar in my freezer for when mm-hmm. I want a square. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you do have to be careful because mm-hmm. it can be an issue for some people. But yeah, I think I think for skin, the, the dairy, um, like with yogurt, trying goat milk or sheep's milk yogurt mm-hmm. instead of cow milk um, mm-hmm. can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Getting the unsweetened yogurt, which sounds like you do anyway. I think the sickies is... Is it? Mm-hmm. I think it is. It's is not. it? It's Icelandic. Yeah, yeah, I actually don't think. I think it's cow. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Try Bellwether Farms is one okay. that you'll probably see. That's a sheep's milk one. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, I'm okay, pretty sure. Um, the reason is that cows and sheep have much more similar um, enzyme makeups. You know, they're to to mm. humans, and so their milk is some more similar to our own. So mm. if you're gonna do yogurt. That's a great idea. It's really high protein. Um, cool. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Should we talk about poop? Yeah. What should our poop look Your like? Fave? <laughs> it should. I think my poop's good, but your yeah. poop's really good. But I, but I don't know, because yeah. sometimes it's completely different. Sometimes like, yeah. so tell me this. It, right. Like one time I heard Oprah say. If you're gonna be, <laughs> make, I think you're gonna talk about the noises you made. One time I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the slide. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it should be like a banana, like solid, right? Yeah. But there are some days when it just almost feels like I ate and it just went right through right. and it's like PC. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's there's Colors. something called like bowel transit time and that's like how long it takes from when you eat something to when you're pooping, you know, when it's coming out. And um if it's happening too quickly, like sometimes yeah. that means, you know, you something was just too much for your system okay. like let's say you have a ton of fiber and a huge cup of coffee at the same time and it's just like like here we go the sound effects but it just like goes right through you okay. like that's not necessarily ideal you know yeah like so you're a, not absorbing any right so really yeah food's kind of passing through too quickly potentially um that's like with the nervous stomach like getting okay. constipated or diarrhea like either one can happen um but yeah, I think definitely the banana analogy is kind of good, you know, like fully formed. It should be really easy. You know, there should be no pushing involved. Right. There should be no pain. I think that's a big wake up thing for guys, especially. Oh my God, they sit there for They sit there and I'm like, what are you doing in there? Like, I think they just like to relax. Maybe. 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 But like, like, it's like freedom. Every boyfriend us. I've had, they're like, you are the fastest boyfriend. Yeah. Because like when you go, it's ready to come out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. go. And that's good. Yeah. So usually. One common thing is people increase fiber but don't increase enough water to go with the fiber. Mm. And then it can have the opposite impact and you just feel totally stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think when you're not actually going every day, you're constipated. 
Like, people don't really think that. They're like, oh, I just yeah. go, like, every other day. It's mm-hmm. like, no, that needs to change. And not just once a day, ideally two or three times a day. I mean, those really? are the days when I feel my best. Yeah, me It's too. just your body's just working. And yeah. Yeah. Like, noticing what things slow that down mm-hmm. and then saying, maybe Alcohol you need to. Yeah. Sometimes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Eating like shit slows it down for me. Yeah. Taking, not taking enough time after you eat to just, like, chill out. I mean, that's obviously hard to do. But, like, if you rest rest and digest, that idea of, like, eating something and then letting your body break it down. Like, I know on my mornings that I have to get up and go. Like, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. And then sometimes it just never happens. You know, it's like... I've started to wake up earlier just to give myself time to eat and then still have 30 minutes at home where I can, like, do emails or whatever, but let my food, like, work through me and go to the bathroom and then start my day. Yeah. That's an yeah. ideal day. Does it always happen? No, but yeah, I think that's a huge Especially one. in a workout class. Yeah. We talk about that. Like, if you've... That's tough. It's everything. No one wants to, like, yeah. feel gassy and back to yeah. the workout class. That's yeah, I feel like it is interesting if it doesn't happen the morning, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and my workouts are worse when I haven't gone to bed. hundred percent. It's like slow. Cannot move. Totally. Yeah, I know. Magnesium is really helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. for that. I take that. It helps so much. I also take lysine. Okay. Amino acid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay, I just have a selfish question. So I want to talk about like, and this is kind of back to what you were talking about at the beginning with mm-hmm. your clients in like understanding what their goals are, like what they want to feel. Like, I feel like I have a problem with self-talk mm-hmm. and kind of, like, the constant conversation I have in my head about food and, like, my relationship with food, I feel like is so, this is, like, getting personal, but it's so yeah. deeply rooted in, like, my childhood and, like, mm-hmm. my past in my family and my upbringing that it's, like, I don't even know how I'd begin to start changing the, the conversation that I'm having with myself. What is that conversation, Just, like, it's like you're never going to be a certain way or like you need to be a certain way or like like that food is like a treat and it's like a pleasure thing so like it's like it's like a joy for me and I know food should be joyful but sure. it's like in a way that like I don't know if it's that's good cuz I could find I need to find something else that would be more joyful you know what right. I mean right and just, like, you – I don't know, just, like, the conversations that I have about, like, my head as it was related to, like, diet and weight that aren't helpful. Right. I think putting those beliefs on paper yeah. is a really good start. Like, yeah. really being honest with yourself about what limiting beliefs you have. Yeah. I mean, I think that that goes a really long way. And then asking – the question, how is this belief serving me? Because mm. we usually think like, oh, I have this belief. I can't believe I have it. Like, it's so stupid that I think this. Like, I know I shouldn't think this, mm-hmm. but I do. And we're focused on the fact that, like, we shouldn't think that. But we usually don't hold on to a belief unless it's serving us in some way. Mm. Like, in what way is having the limiting belief that, like, I don't know. Maybe you can give me an example. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my for me, it was, like, having this limiting belief that, um, I couldn't, you know, just do my own thing, start my own business because, yeah. you know, like I, it yeah. always came back to that stuff for me. Yeah. Um, or I couldn't just be myself, you know, someone else has done it better, whatever it is. Like on the surface, I'm like, those, those are such stupid beliefs. I want to, I want to change those. Mm-hmm. But underneath it, those beliefs were keeping me safe as long as I didn't have to 
you know, challenge them, then I could just stay comfortable. Mm. Um, I, you know, didn't have to really put myself out there and take that risk. And so kind of saying, maybe this limiting belief isn't just all bad. Maybe it's here to protect Mm. me. Like, what have I associated with feeling? What kind of negative feelings if I go, if I do allow myself to get to that place where Mm -hmm. I think I can't get, you Mm -hmm. know? Am I, what am I scared of? You know, really kind of digging into mm-hmm. that a little bit, journaling about that. Um, and then and then this idea, and I learned this from um, my life coach, Christine Hassler. She's amazing. I, like, just did a six-month course with Literally. her. But she, she in L.A.? Yeah, she's in L.A. And she's she a best-selling author. You really, I mean, uh-huh. she's, yeah, Expectation Hangover is her book. Really? It's awesome, yeah. Cool. And she started, her, her first book was 20-something, 20-everything. It's all for, like, the 20-something-year-old really? women. Yeah. Um, but she talks about reprogramming, which I think is so great, because basically you have this belief. We all mm-hmm. have these beliefs we walk around with. We have been programming those into our brains for 20-something years or longer, and we expect that, like, we should just be able to drop it and, like, move on and change, but you really have to kind of rewire your brain, reprogram it. So mm-hmm. I I do this myself. I just started recently. Every day I'll write my to-do list, but then I'll also write a to-be list, and the to-be list is what do I want to be today because it's that same idea of like, yeah, I could fill my list with things I think I need to do or want to do or, you know, maybe really want to do. But what's most important is what do I want to be today? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then like rewiring that every day into your brain. Like I want to be somebody who is focused on one task at a time. I want to be totally joyful in my job because I've chosen to do something that I love. I want to be gracious. I want to be whatever it is. Like, what are those values? What are those new beliefs? You know, I want to be somebody who can, you know, make a living doing what I love. Like, I think underneath it, a lot of days, I have this belief that, like, there's earning money and there's doing what you love and they're in these two separate baskets. And so what I'm currently working on is rewiring that belief to say, okay, that's something I believe. It's not the objective truth. Let's challenge that and let's tell my brain that that's not true every day and like look myself in the mirror and say that's not true. And the only thing that's probably standing in the way is myself and the fact that I don't think it's possible. Yep. Um, So yeah, like kind of Starting with that, I mean, I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have that that money conversation is interesting because I have that too. Yeah. Like that I need to like break through. Right. Too. That's a challenging one. Right. And, you know, we can spend a and lot that I of deserve time. That. Yeah. I deserve that. Right. You deserve that. You know, that's like very challenging. Yeah. And we can spend a lot of time trying to just understand childhood issues. And I mean, I've spent tons of time thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're best served just kind of think about what we can do now. Mm. You know, maybe we won't understand why mm-hmm. to the core. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, we have these issues, but they're there, and we can focus more on, like, what we want to bring in and what we want to let go of mm-hmm. than just trying to, like, obsess over the origin of it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. My last thing is, I guess, what would be one thing that you would tell people to do? So for people listening, like, tomorrow, if they could do one thing differently, what would you tell them? Mm. Emotionally or nutrition-wise? Nutrition-wise. Okay. Um, One thing tomorrow, I would say eat less sugar. Mm. I mean, it seems really basic, Mm -hmm. but every major disease, heart disease, cancer, obesity, 
are all connected, not necessarily caused by, but connected with, with sugar in the body and inflammation. And I would say to just start paying attention to how much sugar you're eating in a day because you can eat foods that all are packaged as health foods and still be getting so much more sugar than you should. Mm -hmm. um, so that would probably be the first thing. Uh, and the, the only other thing that comes to mind would be to start a food journal mm -hmm. and just think about the fact that uh, you know more than you think. Your body is inherently really intuitive and your body can help you identify what you should be eating. Just give it a chance and don't feel so helpless. Like a lot of a lot of us buy into the white coat syndrome, like unless a doctor in a white coat tells us something, we just play totally dumb about our own bodies because we're, we're told to in a way. So yeah, like <laughs> literally trust your gut mm -hmm. and yeah, and, and try and cut back on, on sugar. I love that. Love that. Yeah. I would love to do a little insert that we can insert at some point mm -hmm. in this conversation because um, I don't think it's the ending mark, but um, 20s you and 30s you. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, 20s, Daniela. What were you like in your 20s? Mm -hmm. So, like, what was like a funny thing? It could be thing? something specific. Sure. And, and something either you're looking forward to. How old are you again? 29. You guys just got me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Got if you were 30, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Just looking forward to Thank where you're that. scared about or you're just, like, wondering yeah. mm -hmm. how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. Go for it. So I thought about this one a little bit today because I know yeah. you guys do it. I, uh, <laughs> I did my homework, yeah. Mom. Give me an A. <laughs> it's actually funny because that's exactly what was wrong with 20-something me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I changed. <laughs> Um, I would say 20-something me just cared a lot, and this is like teen and early 20s, about who I needed to be for whoever I was around. Mm -hmm. Like, spent a lot of time, the whole, like, people-pleasing thing, just trying to make everybody else happy in terms of, like, be who I thought they wanted me to be. And so because of that, I think I spent so much time, like, obsessing over how cool this person is and I need to act more like that when I'm with them and then how this person I need to be this way and just really like worrying about pleasing everybody and not paying any attention to like who I actually am and what I actually want um and I had this belief that there was this you know elusive like objectively right or wrong way of doing things and I think you know I as a kid growing up I did things I able I was able to achieve some certain things at a really high level I was a classical musician and we like my sisters and I had a string trio and we did stuff that not other kids our age were doing yeah. and then you know got into a great college did all that and because of it I kind of I just thinking about this I, I think I bought into this belief that it's embarrassing to admit but that I was almost like better than my own desires like I couldn't I could only do certain jobs like other things were just below me because mm -hmm. of my education because it, it sounds so conceited now but I think a lot of it is just was fear that like I had to be good at everything so what if I actually did what I really wanted and I wasn't good at it mm -hmm. um, so that was 20 something like afraid to yeah. just let people down like I'll never forget um, this like embarrassing story where I was at work and in the elevator this like super sleazy guy asked me for my number and I was this was like out here in LA first year out here in my in a relationship with my boyfriend no interest in this guy yet 
I was so paranoid to like let him down in that moment that I gave him my number and then had all this shame about like what was I doing? I think that just really like you know exactly. it's sad, but it yeah. it sums up my like teen and twenty something year old mm-hmm. self of just like the fear of making somebody else upset and not giving them what they wanted mm-hmm. would dominate over like any desire I had. And yeah. so I feel like that with guys, yeah. like it's like I it's like obviously you get ready and I'm like, look at like I'm like I don't want them to look at me because I don't want to let them down. Right. Isn't that weird? Like I don't want them to like hit on me because I don't or like look at me because I don't want to let them down because I'm not gonna have sex with them or I'm right. not gonna like talk to them. It's like a very weird thing. So yeah. interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? Where yes. some girls like feed off of that. They love that. They which is not wrong, right. you know, to like love that or want that. But I like have a weird thing about that. Like I don't like when that I know I'm the same as you. Yeah. I feel like I owe them something. Right. And just, like, I don't know, I think I found so much of my identity in who I was dating and mm. that, like, praise from somebody oh, else. Yeah, totally. like, yeah seriously. Yeah. 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 I mean, not to go dark, but, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my 20-something. Yeah. No, that was, like, so on point. Yeah. yeah. That is okay. so on point. 30s. Yeah. 30s. Um, permission to just be me, as cheesy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, really to just believe that I can do anything mm. I want. And I think I had a, cause I had a moment a few years ago where I realized like I freaked out about turning 27 and I was wondering why I was freaking out. And I think it's that I had this alternate reality in which I like did everything that I really wanted to do. And my life was a certain way and then it wasn't. And so now I think I'm less freaked out about turning 30 than I was t- about turning 27. Mm. Cause I think I've actually taken steps to say, I, claim 100% responsibility for my reality like when you say that and like it's I have to remind myself that every day but if you really take responsibility for your reality then you realize the only thing standing in the way between what you want and where you are is usually some kind of limiting belief Mm, so it's cool because it's like wow I can change this and then I can probably get yeah like I will I look forward to just really setting big intentions big goals and welcoming those in like I think mm-hmm. there's I never realized how power, powerful it is to set an intention and be really specific so I want to like be specific with what I want put it out there mm-hmm. and then let it come like attract those opportunities mm-hmm. something that scares me is the thought of kids and I've always loved kids mm-hmm. I am excited to have my own kids at some point um I think I've realized one of the reasons, I think one of the reasons I love kids so much is that they're real and they're playful and those are two of the things I value. And so giving myself permission to be a kid and be playful puts off that stress of like, I need to start a family now. Right. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I guess it's one of those Do you feel pressure things. in any way? Like parents, husband, mm, no. friends, nothing? I, I really don't. Good. Not yet. Yeah, I like my one of my closest friends out here had a baby this morning. So oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so I think what will naturally happen is you start seeing other people your age have kids, mm-hmm. and it seems less daunting. But um, I think that any any pressure I have is pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely had that belief when I got married four years ago that I would be married for two to three years and then have a kid mm-hmm. and this many kids, and now I'm just like low, like high involvement, low attachment, mm-hmm. like just be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. And I totally Love want that. a family. Yeah. Uh, that was. Bombs this. Yeah. Yeah. So many bombs. I'm trying to write them all down. Can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Love that. 
Yeah, so let's all get pregnant at the same time. Yeah, I I say that all all the time. Pregnancy packed, fifty k. No, well, (laughs) my surrogate girl. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Cheers. Oh, this is so good. I feel like there's so much more. I know. I feel like we could talk for five hours. Literally. Okay, so last thing, what are you excited about? And, like, where can people connect with you? So, like, what's upcoming for you? I know you have exciting things going on. Um, I've been doing some wellness workshops at Soho House for Mm -hmm. people who are here in L.A., which Mm -hmm. is fun. It's a great great beautiful space step one to one she said it was amazing oh yeah she's coming next week so i'm doing one on clear skin diet clear skin 101 that's gonna be wednesday of next week if anyone's in la they can just hit me up yep one o'clock um that's on wednesday the fifth and then what i'm really excited about Mm -hmm. is my real food reset which Mm -hmm. in a nutshell is 10 days of resetting body and mind it's about clean eating as a community so i just finished a group of 30 participants last week and i did it with them and it was amazing because it's a private facebook group where everybody can connect you get uh, an ebook that i've created so it's like 30 pages of my recipes sample menus 20 minute meals Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards um and kind of my philosophy on food and gives wiggle room for people to make choices within Mm -hmm. you know my general philosophy and the Facebook group was great because every day people were posting pictures of their smoothies. I did like a smoothie selfie challenge. So post a picture with your smoothie, oh, yeah. post a meal. And it was just so amazing. Like that's what I live for, seeing people from different mm-hmm. parts of life and the world just connect with each other and be like, oh, this is great. Like yeah. I was like, you guys don't need me anymore. Like this is awesome. So I'm doing that again that's in incredible. November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November 7th to 16th. So I figured post-Halloween, pre-Thanksgiving, so detox. What's your website? Colormecomplete.com. Right. Yeah. Great. Oh, we'll yeah. link all of that in the show yeah. notes. Color Me Complete, your YouTube channel, yeah. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank the you. The link to my blog post. Everything that you mentioned that you buy, we'll also put that too. Yeah, and I have a CMC CMC10, which is my discount code for neometabolism. Cool. So if anyone wants to order supplements cool. from them. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Count to the That's yeah. fun. And then 10 is the number. 10 is the number because right. it's a 10% little Great. discount. Cool. Yeah. This has been the best night of my life. <laughs> Mine Truly, too. It's literally been so, like, I felt like it's, I feel like I read so much about it and you are, like, in this every day. And I feel like being vegan, I'm kind of just I'm so interested in it and yeah. I literally learned so much wow. when you think you well, know we're just everything just so much yes. information that I don't know how to process yeah it. I know and literally not quickly enough like sometimes I just you know what I mean I haven't mm-hmm. made it a habit enough yet like today like I realized that as I was telling you yeah I didn't have any like I usually have like an animal protein right. in some way like a, an organic mm-hmm. or yeah grass-fed none yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, just creating the habits and being having being more knowledgeable about it so yeah. that, like, I can connect with the habits rather than right. just, like, doing it because I should do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I just, like, knowing why. Right. So then you just read article after article and it's like Mm -hmm. in one ear out the other. And then it's like this feeling of just because I read it doesn't mean it's like happening in my body. Totally. Yeah. Just making time to like pay more attention. And I always tell people like, what would you do if it were your kid? Like you wouldn't not think about what to feed your baby for 10 hours. Totally. Like you have a general plan. Mm -hmm. So like treat yourself like a baby. Mm -hmm. It works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, thank you so much. You thank are the best. You guys are amazing. Literally, another, like weekly installment. You guys yeah. are so sweet. Thank you <laughs> thank so you much. So much. I love that you're doing this. Oh, we're learning a lot. Yeah. All right, guys, we love you. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh.